of Now Hear Me Out. I am Harriet Berholtz, and I'm here with my father. Randy Berholtz. And we also have an amazing guest today that we're so excited to introduce to you, Pete or Peter Message. What do you prefer to go by, by the way? Peter, Peter? Pete. Pete. Okay, perfect. Much more colloquial. I like it. Um, He's a licensed San Diego attorney who has been practicing for 17 years. He's worked in the city attorney's office in both the civil division and in the criminal division. He has two master's degrees, which is honestly incredible. I mean, just getting one is, you know, more than most people can do. Uh, One is from George Washington University in philosophy and social policy, and one is from the Vermont Law School. And uh, he has a master of studies in environmental law, which is also where he got his JD. He served as the editor of the Environmental Law Journal and worked for the Vermont Bar Journal as well, both of which uh, working for any law journal is a heavy time commitment, as my dad has, you worked for the Yale Law Journal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before he began working in the city attorney's office, he worked for the county as an environmental planner where he reviewed projects for environmental and zoning compliance. The quote that really made me say, we really need this man on the show immediately, was when I read a quote of him saying, uh, one of the things that I found is that working for the public good is a lot more rewarding than working for money. A sentiment that is rare to hear these days, uh, especially among politicians. So welcome. Thank you so much for being willing to come on. We're so happy to have you here. Um, How do you think you really developed that uh, viewpoint when so many others seem to go to law school to just further either their political career or they're in it for the money and the prestige and all that kind of stuff? You're very much for public good. Yeah. How did you form that? Um, It it would have to be two different things that happened. I mean, it it, starting off in college, um, I founded, I was lucky enough to meet some other people and I founded a public law, a fraternity that was based on yeah public service and we we did a number of uh things such as uh, we raped leaves at the veterans home okay if any Mm -hmm. parents send their kids to college and they want their kids to pledge a frat i think it would be this one right (laughs) we found it really rewarding we also worked with toys for tots and a number of different things oh wow and then also during that time i also lifeguarded um i lifeguarded six years right is what i read wow yeah Okay. On a beach or a pool? On a beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more intense. Yeah. And just to give a shout out to my fellow lifeguards, it is Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook unit of Gateway National Recreation Oh, wow. Area. Yeah, in New Jersey, not okay. Connecticut. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. I thought it was Jersey, but I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a, Where the water is warm. Yeah, yes, where yeah. the water is warm. Exactly. I grew up in Pennsylvania, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was really good just in terms of we, we had everybody in there. I mean, we had road scholars that were working with us, and then we also had fishermen. Wow. <clears throat> and we all tried to, we all pushed ourselves really hard. We mm-hmm. took a lot of pride into it. Um, and then just going through the course of my education at uh, George Washington University, getting my master's in philosophy and social policy, uh, I actually had an opportunity to attend the Million Man March, which was uh, oh, wow. a really eye-opening event just in terms of being able to experience, one, so much pride yeah. uh, coming from one unit, and then also seeing what it was like to really and truly be a minority during that experience oh, while I was sure. there. Um, and it, it's one of the things that I found is, is that then when I, if we can fast forward a little bit, mm-hmm. when I did work for the county, which was great, because I, I had an opportunity to review different projects that were being developed, and it was my job to see if they complied with zoning and environmental laws, but the county's approach was not saying no and shut the door, but no, 
but maybe we can try this. No, nice. we can mitigate this impact this way. So it was really rewarding just being able to see a project actually come to fruition. And then the same thing actually when we were in the city attorney's office the, in the um, transportation engineering design division, it okay. wasn't uncommon that the engineers would come to us and say, hey, look, we have this issue here. Um, we have an obstacle. We have a funding thing. Maybe we can move some things around and trying to find a solution. And then it was really great, basically, to see the project actually functioning and working. Yeah. Um, and then after uh, public service, uh, when I was basically I was doing civil litigation and criminal defense, I found that there was a lot of advertising. Yeah. There was a lot of selling. Um, and then there was also this thing of um, sometimes you can get a great result for a client, but it may not be a great result that I believed in as a person or as yeah. a citizen of San Diego. And it was, it was that, that conflict, which is like, what am I doing? Yeah. What do I want to do? I went to, I went to school for 10 years. Oh yeah. No, you brought me a lot of my dad in that regard. Yeah. A perpetual student. You would have, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. no, in a good sense, you love being a student. Thing. Yeah. yeah. You're always learning. Yeah. So it, it's, I mean, in living in San Diego, um, so many of these great joys that we have here are free. Yeah. You know, the beach is free. The water is free. You know, being outside, going for a walk in the park, going to Balboa Park, all these different oh, yeah. things are free. Um, to me, it just seemed a little bit more valuable to be able to make an impact that way as opposed to having more money. Yeah. So, I respect that. No, yeah. I, I kind of love that. No, for sure. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Where are you from originally and mm -hmm. how long have you been in San Diego? I'm originally from New Jersey. We have uh, relatives in Jersey, right? Yeah. We're part of New Jersey. <laughs> we have relatives in Ford's, New Jersey. Ford's outside of Edison. Okay, a little bit more up north from where okay, I'm from. So yeah. you're more in the garden part? Middletown, okay. literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually. It's a it's a nice little... So Yankees fans or, or Phillies fans? Yankees. That's, see, that, that's how you determine... Yes. Oh, <laughs> He's the biggest Yankees There's a fan place ever. in New Jersey someplace where there's like a Top dividing... Off, yeah. Like, there's the middle of that. Mostly yeah. it's Giants fans and Eagles fans. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Mm -hmm. No, uh, that's awesome. And you, how old were you when you moved to San Diego? If you don't, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been here? In 2000. Okay. 2000, 2001, so I've been here for seven Why'd years. you come out? And then that's the same thing, too, is, is that, you know, I lifeguarded for six years. So, you know, I love the water. I went to college in Rhode Island at uh, Roger Williams University. Oh, yeah, good school. So, um, had an opportunity to do some winter surfing, basically with a oh, five wow. millimeter wetsuit. Sometimes when it was snowflake. Winter right surfing I, back east. Yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. You want someone for city attorney who that can is cold. stand the cold. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and that's the, if I'm going to work, if I'm going to be a lawyer, yeah. why not go to one of the best cities in the United States of America? Uh, America's finest city. Finest Seriously, city. it's yeah. beautiful. No, I love that he came out here for a job interview. I was, what, five or six? And I remember from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, yeah. and he's like, yeah, we're not going, we're not going oh, back there. Going I would talk to Andy about It's not there. happening. Yeah, after seeing San Diego. But no, I mean, that's amazing. You you have a history in which you were in the city's attorney's office. Was it mm -hmm. um, working under, I don't know how to pronounce this correctly, mm -hmm. Aguirre? Aguirre. Aguirre. There we go. Yeah. And Goldsmith yes. and Jan. Um, yes. So you had a Democrat, I mean, I mean very different styles. Yeah, too, right? that's I mean, one of the questions. I Mike Aguirre was, you know, mm -hmm. I've interviewed Mike. I've actually been, uh, Mike and I, uh, had uh, had something called the San Diego Debate Club at one point. And so mm -hmm. we tried to bring Democrats and Republicans together mm -hmm. on issues. But Mike, I mean, you turn them upside down, his legs keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then Jan Goldsmith, I, yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, same type of active guy, but but just from yeah. different political 
yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, I came you talk in, to us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah I came in under, under a Geary, um, and basically I interviewed with his upper-level staff. Things went really well, and again, I was doing the environmental reviews for the county. Um, and one of the things that was really strong about, you know, Mike Geary is, is then I, 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 for briefly, for a short amount of time, I worked for the Parks and Recreation. I know. I saw that. I got very yeah. excited. One of my mm-hmm. favorite shows. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, one of the things I worked on was the, was the SeaWorld Promenade. Uh, oh, basically, wow. Yeah, when they put that in. That was basically to mitigate for a splashdown, the big okay. R2-D2 looking thing. Yes. Um, we had a big fight or a little bit of a fight basically because yeah. I wasn't sure if there was going to be hazardous waste there because, you know, it used to be an old naval dumping yeah. there. And um, I said, look, if we come across hazardous waste, we're going to have to stop construction. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they didn't want to agree to that. And <laughs> I'm a normal person, apparently. <laughs> well, it was weird. Um, it's super weird. Yeah, and really what it came down to, I think, was either a miscommunication or yeah. they wanted to draw a hard line somewhere because mm-hmm. they're afraid of how far, far we may push. And they had um, their attorneys from St. Louis contact me oh and say, going back and forth. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to agree to this. You're not going to get your permit unless yeah. you agree to stop construction. And uh, there's specific protocols, like you have an expert come in to identify mm-hmm. it. And, and then they said, okay, look. We'll stop construction in that area, but we can continue construction elsewhere. And it's like, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fun. rational. Yeah. And then everything else worked out smoothly after okay. that. And again, that's one of the beneficial things of actually seeing, you know, the the result of my work. Um, no, that must be so rewarding to see something in which you've had to maneuver and, and work around certain, you know, restrictions and all that kind of stuff and then see it come to fruition and, and benefit people. And yeah. I know you've spoken about that in some other interviews you've done. So yeah. do you get to see that frequently? I know that's probably a very arduous process to, to see projects. You know, how, how long would you say if you do run into issues like zoning mm-hmm. or environmental, does it usually take to resolve? It, it depends on the issue. Okay. And to be honest, uh, the engineering department of the city is actually is pretty good. Oh, nice. It okay. wasn't uncommon that they would have everything complete or done or organized right up to the point where there might be a bottleneck or there may be a okay. legal issue or, again, there may be the funding issue yeah. or a timing issue. Um, and then we'd, we'd come in and we try and work it out. And there's really great lawyers there who try and keep their heads down that don't want to be in the paper yeah. that have worked in the city for so long and they know these different solutions for these different problems. Um, so it wasn't, a, it was a short amount of time that I was a part of REC and then they moved me over into the transportation and engineering design division, which is the highest volume department in the advisory, oh, wow. in the okay. advisory department. So it wasn't uncommon, uh, it wasn't uncommon to have three, four, five, you know, different issues going on at once. The, going before the city council every week. Oh, wow. Um, and some of them can be, um, routine, many yeah. of them were routine, but then some of them were, were pretty high profile. Um, so it was, it was a lot of experience. It was great experience oh, yeah. in terms of what, what may raise a red flag, what doesn't raise a red flag, what's going to go through, what you're, what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there'd be an issue that you think, okay, this is going to get, if the majority of the items basically goes on the consent agenda, but then if the council member has an issue and they want to pull it, then they'll ask more questions on it. So sometimes every once you think, okay, this one's definitely going to get pulled to clear your calendar and it wouldn't get pulled. Other ones would, back and forth and depending. Um, but the reason why I bring all that up is because is that was under a Geary, and then because it was transportation engineering design, there was a lot of um, issues coming up. 
it meant that I was, it wasn't uncommon for a big one to come up and then I'd be up in Aguirre's office and I'd see how he handled yeah, his upper yeah. level management and his decision making process. And that was one really good thing about Mike Aguirre is that he was ideologically motivated. He was trying to get the, the right thing to go yeah. his office and it was accessible. It wasn't like you have to go through your chief and then go through your assistant city No, attorney. you were saying anyone who had a problem with him could go yeah. up and talk to him right away. And that's yeah. that's great. I mean, keeping that yeah. communication open between somebody who's higher up, I mean, that's a you yeah. know, good morale kind of boost for, for a department. Yeah, and then plus two, it also means that uh, if something does come up and you don't know, you may have a question, mm -hmm. as opposed to just burying it and having it seen through, yeah. you know, you have the opportunity to do that. Uh, one of the great things that he did actually was universalize contracts. Um, oh, but yeah, no, I, I read yeah. about that a little bit, but can, can you talk a little bit more about that? What does well, that mean? What's when I first like? came into uh, what was the Public Works Division, is basically you'd see different lawyers saying, well, I do this with my contracts, mm -hmm. I do this with those contracts. And let's say um, different different statutes or let's say, um, let's say addendums, you okay. have an addendum to a contract and I might be getting some of the verbiage wrong, but let's say up to $400,000 and you can only do it, you can just do it with a resolution as opposed to having to get an ordinance. Ordinance has to be read twice, longer time. So one of the things was, is like, okay, just in case, let's put that in there into our contracts that mm -hmm. up to 400,000, if we need an addendum, then we can just do it this way. And some people would only do it for 250,000 or 100,000. And when he had these, basically some of the best contracts people in the city, I think it was either the wastewater department, the water department, contracting, and then our own attorneys, our senior attorneys in the public works division came together and they universalized the contracts. So we know that these different protections, you know, things that making sure that um, we have what's called um, basically dual indemnification clauses in every one of our contracts. So in case something went wrong, we knew we had that in protection that will be indemnified both ways as opposed to if someone left that out for some reason. They oh, yeah. So, no, trust me, having a lawyer father, you yeah. know all about that stuff and, and <laughs> very that's, quickly. And that's kind of like, uh, as you may have heard in some of the other interviews, it's like, this isn't this isn't stuff that Ally McBeal is going to have. I mean, Ally <laughs> Law is not going to have something on this where we're like, okay, we need a dual indemnification yeah. contract, you know. I love um, that that's the point of reference. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Mike and Gary. So the Mike and Gary style. Yeah. And Mike and Gary just was sort of known as a firebrand. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, somebody who who would go out and challenge people, and and, and you know, and I'll bring out my sort of legal walkness mm -hmm. here. And, and, okay, and, but, but so so um, you know. Some of the press on Mike was that he went a bit broader than, than his authority, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then he had Jan Goldsmith come in, mm -hmm. who, who to me, Jan was sort of, a, I mean, he was a mayor prior to that, I think, mm -hmm. at, or in Poway. And you had sort of Jan come in and say, well, my role's not this, my role is this. So uh, can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? And, and again, we, we don't want to get you to talk too much about, about other things yeah. than you. But at the same point, you know, it's probably good. It, it's probably good for people to understand, for yeah. uh, for listeners to to understand how you can have uh, one position, and you've had two. You know, 
you've seen two two different styles. Yeah. And then after that, if we can maybe talk about your style, how yeah. how would your style fit yeah. in this? Yes, I have yeah. questions about that. As well. Yeah. <laughs> and that was basically um, one of the things that I did work on was the Mount Soledad, and maybe the land, the mudslide yeah. stuff. Yeah, all of that. And I know you. Yeah, sorry. Good talk about yeah, that. That no, was it, awesome. It, what it, you did, it, and how you told them to deal with it. I mean, it, it was it was just any old regular day where you know you show up at the office, check the emails, and then there's an email that came through yeah. that said, "Hey, you know, we can do an emergency contract to find out how bad the land subsidence is up on Mount Soledad." And I basically just replied, okay, here's it is in the mm-hmm. universal code, up to 250000 for an emergency, and at some point you have to go before the city council. The reply is like, we don't think we're there yet. Yeah, 11 and days the, later. Yeah, and um, that's the... Houses started sliding. Yeah. And again, that's... We know about houses sliding. We, yeah. we live in uh, a Ciela. Well, I live in Ciela. Yeah, Sort of three houses have sort of sued. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. but they're a great deal right now. It's like yeah. 300 grand for these sliding houses. <laughs> yeah, it's super good luck getting insurance. Right, that, right, I know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was the thing is, is that that really, that really brought me up in Lou Aguirre's eyes. And then one of the things that he recommended for me is, is that I go down to the criminal division to get some litigation experience. Yeah. And I also said, hey, this would be great. Um, and then in the interim, is when Aguirre lost the election and then Jan Goldsmith came in. So my interaction with Jan Goldsmith actually in the office and seeing his management style was limited mm-hmm. uh, because I was in the criminal division. And there's where in the city attorney's office right now, most of the quote unquote action is in the civil division. Um, and just in terms of the high profile cases that comes to the majority of them and then also the advisory issues for different projects the city's working on. Um, so I, I could only read, the majority was from what I read, or if group emails came through or something like that. I do think he probably could have had a little bit more oversight of the criminal division. Um, he brought in an assistant city attorney, Dave Greenberg, who was a great trial attorney from the district attorney's office, but he was only there for one year. Borrowed, right? Yeah, not enough time for him to really make an impact. But what you could see just in terms of his politics is, or his approach is that you also found, if, you, if we could say with Mike Aguirre, there might have been, let's say, mission creep, where we have this, and then we have this, and we have this, and then on some issues it did come to be an outright conflicts with yeah. the mayor at the time. Whereas Jane Goldsmith really wouldn't get into outright conflicts with any other members of the city government, but he would get involved in some of the other issues involved in the city. One of the big ones, I think, was negotiations with the Chargers, trying to yeah. keep them here. <laughs> um, different things just in terms of, like, making... Um, making endorsements when that was previously that was one of the things which was out um yeah yeah having had the benefit of that experience i think that it's really important that that accessibility is there that every single deputy city attorney and assistant city attorney in chief knows if anything comes up you can come talk to me yeah you can come to the 15th floor 16th floor we can have a conversation you can let us know send us an email we'll make accommodations for you um And then also, I think it's really important, at least right now, right now, to get that office as apolitical, as non-political as conceivably possible. Um, Where in 2016, during the city attorney's race, there was almost seemed to be a little bit of a battle of which candidate is going to get politics out more. And Mara Elliott was really successful. (laughs) And she's like, I work in the office. I'm a municipal attorney. I'm going to be able to get it out. I'm going to focus on the legal work. And that's one of the things that she appealed to me at the time. 
Uh, and then we've seen things moving in a different direction as far as that goes. And now... Yeah, you said almost campaign night. It was like when she got elected. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, you're not going to badmouth your uh, yeah. you know, uh, opponent or incumbent or anything like that. And you don't need yeah. to. You know, you just need to be the best yeah. at, at what you're running for. But I wanted to ask you, sure. I've obviously combed your website and looked at kind of mm-hmm. the, the other interviews you've done and stuff. And I really like what you've talked about with the... Uh, I call it an acrostic. Other people call it other things. But having a transparent view, uh, mm-hmm. but V-I-E-W for the city's attorney's office, yeah. and vision, integrity, experience, education, and and will. Um, but can you kind of talk to each a little bit about sure. why that matters? Well, oh, one, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can I ask one question prior to that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, totally. we understand what the city attorney's office does. I think a lot of listeners yeah. probably won't. Have so no idea. Yeah, can no you maybe offense. take a step back <laughs> yeah. and just tell us, you know, so, so what does the city attorney do? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many employees does it uh, does it have? How you know what's the operating how does budget? It serve the public? Yeah, yeah. And tell us a little yeah. bit more about that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the city attorney's office basically uh, it's got its its power comes from the city charter, city oh, wow. charter section forty, and we could say that it's divided up into basically into three key areas. One of them is criminal, and basically it prosecutes misdemeanors on behalf of the city. Like DUIs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. DUIs, trespassing, prostitution, theft, um, anything which would qualify as a misdemeanor. Some charges are what they call wobblers. They okay. misdemeanors or felonies. What about uh, quality of life infractions, if you don't mind me asking? Is that nuisances. That public, correct. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, and that's something too. It is, it is code enforcement. There's a code enforcement division. And they were, they were, at least at the time, and I believe they still are, they're kind of like a niche little group yeah. where they work with the code enforcement department at the city. And that's something which actually would be interesting to see in terms of exploring and expanding that, especially now, which kind of, we'll maybe get yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so you got city attorney and you got district attorney. Yes. And district attorney is criminal. Correct. Felonies. Okay. And so district attorney right now is who? Uh, Summer Stefan. Okay, yeah. Used to be Bunny Dumanis. Correct. Point, I, I think you were calling her Summer Stevens <laughs> for the longest time. It's okay. That's okay. And then we have city attorney. Yes. Okay, okay we get it. And okay. they have concurrent jurisdiction uh, over misdemeanors in the city. Okay. So that means that, you know, yeah, they can either want to bring misdemeanors if it's appropriate for whatever, wherever they are. But also in terms of the city attorney responsibilities is prosecuting misdemeanors it's also is a civil litigation department, and that civil litigation sues on behalf of the city and defends lawsuits on behalf of the city. And then there's the advisory department. The advisory department basically advises all city departments. So anyone from, again, wastewater, water, the police department, lifeguards, all of them, um, there's different divisions and broken up into different sections. There's approximately 150 lawyers uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I was reading about it. And you, most of them, as you said, they, they're doing a lot of things that aren't really, because they don't really want their names in the papers and it's not really talked about and all that kind of stuff. But on the other side, you have the attorneys who it feels like do want to do things for name recognition and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I'll let you yeah. talk about that more because I know that we, yeah. that's one of your... <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's and that's the thing is, is that it is one of the things that you notice uh, and what is kind of unique about it being an elected position is that it's it's 
it's a job in terms of like you have to be able to be to do mm-hmm. the job, do yeah. the legal work in all the different sections and be familiar with all the different sections of those legal work. And because it is so large, there is some sort of institutional momentum mm-hmm. that comes with that. So there's many departments where basically the head city attorney may not touch it at all. Mm-hmm. But when you first come in there and you see how big it is, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And I I that happened with some of the oh for sure I, I mean that in. that is you don't really realize how big the department is or how many lawyers yeah. are a part of it yeah well, how much money are we talking about every year I, I mean and maybe maybe judgments and everything else I, I mean you know a lot of our listeners don't understand just what yeah. goes into a city yeah I mean as far as suits and judgments and, and everything else maybe give a little bit just to so that's that's a good question yeah. that's something actually that I'm gonna have to look into okay. in terms of those yeah. numbers um, but what you tend to find, though, is, is that when it comes to defending the different lawsuits uh, in terms of the torts litigation, a lot of the money actually gets expended. Either it comes from the general fund to settle these cases, and then there's always a big issue of um, are we going to fight them, and how much are we going to fight them? Are we going to be able to use our internal lawyers or our external lawyers, which is something that does also fall under the city attorney's basically responsibility. And see, this is where you guys, I think, sets lawyers apart from the rest of the population because I feel like for you guys you have to be in such ready to fight mode if necessary when you need that how do you yeah. the yeah. last resort I mean, yeah no last line right. of defense I mean, I mean, last line of defense here, you know? yeah how do you manage to keep doing that and showing up as your best self in terms of you know fighting for the rights of individuals and, and working for the city and not kind of burn out as a lawyer just as a, from like a personal stance do you have any tech techniques or things to offer because obviously a lot of lawyers and attorneys they like yeah. they burn out i mean they yeah. go through total breakdowns sometimes yeah. like how do you manage to deal with all of this stress well when uh you know when i did go down to the criminal division uh there i had a, a unique tragedy with my family which you may have brought about too which is that my cousin lieutenant ed village of the memphis police department was murdered um, no, I didn't read that. I'm so yeah. sorry. That's horrible. Yeah, which is something that you know, the no, to... didn't get exactly right. But it did change my perspective mm-hmm. in terms of, again, I went from civil to criminal, and all I was going to do is basically learn litigation. Yeah. And then it changed in terms of, like, I could actually bring solace to different people. And, yeah. Uh, and help victims and be able to identify get justice. them. justice, yeah. yeah. So I threw myself into it. And during the time that I was there, I tried the most cases of any of the attorneys in the No, I read that. You had time. a very good record in yeah. terms of doing that. So congratulations yeah. on that. That's incredible. Yeah. And it, what I found is um, it's if there's two different types of law, let's just say, if you do contracts, this is uh, we're going to draw a little bit of an equivalent. It's yeah. kind of like baking. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you put this in here, you yeah. put this in here, you put this in there. Or and then when you are. sign it, you know, it's kind of like it's a little bit complete and you put it away. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you never really have to Deal. eat it. Yeah. Make sure it's there. <laughs> but when you're doing litigation, it's more like cooking. It's yeah. more on the fly. Um, just in terms of being able to appeal to the different uh, the jurors that may be present. Being able to comport with the judge who is ruling on it. And then also being able to see... What sort of defense is going to be coming? Yeah, it's very nuanced. Yeah, um, and I liked it. I really did. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was such a, to me, it was such a challenge. Um, oh, it I wrestled, it. <laughs> yeah. Aside from you know life party when I was in college, I wrestled, and that's what I drew an equivalent oh, to. Oh, he talks. Yeah, he, he used to wrestle. You wrestled too. That really? that sounds well, weird. My weight class. Uh, I, I went from so I, I went from one fifty five to heavyweight, and and. 
I was the I was the guy who would have to fill in for if anybody didn't make weight. So you'd be spitting in a oh cup my God. and starving. Oh my God. It, 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 it was literally terrible. I, I, I mean, I used to like 155 because I'd be bigger than most of the guys normally. Yeah. Although, as you you know, if, if you're, if you're you know, you, you, you have two types of guys in wrestling. Stocky guys, small stocky guys, or tall skinny guys. Yeah. And I'm not sure which one I'd like to, to dress up. But the worst guys for me is the heavyweight. You get some of these fat guys and... <laughs> I used to get these guys, and I'm sorry, you know, I used to get these hairy guys who wouldn't shave. They wouldn't shave, and they take the intimidation their, tactic. And they take their beard and they put oh, that into you. Oh yeah. my god, my face yeah. would come out. But these yeah. guys, are just, it's like shave your body, buddy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anybody who's ever wrestled, who's ever done judo or anything like that, you understand. Personal hygiene yeah. on the mat is a big thing. <laughs> You you just do, but yeah, um, you feel like oh, you almost feel like a warrior in one capacity or another. Yeah. And when I prosecuted, I felt, felt like yeah. I was a warrior, you know, it's, for good. The one, I love that. What a lot of our our listeners have to understand is that one people who go into the public arena, I I mean, who run for elections. You know, we should be proud of everybody uh, because to go into this process, to put your well, name out there, out like and you're opening your name system. out there, we need good people to be in that arena. But secondly, government is about the we, as you know. It's, it, it's about the we. It's about us. And how do we, how do we get the best results for us? Yeah. But, but um, back to Harrod's initial question. Mm-hmm. Would, That's where his yeah. transparent view, the IPW, well, but, but so, comes so, from. <laughs> so, Michael Geary, you know, he was, he was a, the plaintiff's guy. Mm-hmm. Jan Goldsmith was a, I'll say a company guy. Yeah. I don't know where Mara, Mara Elliott is right now, but, but uh, so, so how do you see yourself? If you're, you're going to, and I know you've actually said this, but maybe we, we can yeah. hear it on, you know, how do you fit in? What's your style? Because all of a sudden um, you're getting you know, off, you win this, you're, you're going to be command of the whole spiel here. Mm-hmm. So how do you, you know, what's your thing here? Well, my theme basically is like if we, one, we build off this off of the view, is, is, and it touches on that, is, is that I do have a vision for the city attorney's office, and it is for the city attorney's office. Mm-hmm. There are 150 brains, 150 different resources in there that can be utilized for the city's benefit, and it is. It is the city attorney represents the city. Now, what's interesting about this, it often comes up, like, who does the city attorney represent? Represents the city. But that also means respecting the fact that the city elected the council. The city elected the mayor. Mm-hmm. And That's a big issue, I think, as you yeah. said. It, who's yeah. your client? Yeah. But who's the client? The, the client is yeah. the city. Okay. But the city basically said, these are our representatives. These are the people that we think best reflect our views, our beliefs, our interests, our needs. And that's where it basically means respecting the elected officials. It doesn't mean being a rubber stamp. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean approving everything. But it does mean working with the council, and it does mean working with the mayor. I think too often right now... Um, one of the things in the in the Union Tribune interview is like, what do you think of this person? What do you think yeah, of this person? Yeah, they almost want to give you a bad mouth. That's how they sell newspapers. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's how you sell newspapers. No, he, he has his own issues with the Union Tribune, which well, I've been into. You know, um, yeah, interesting is, is that I, I, 
at some point I'd like to have a conversation with you just yeah. in terms of being, maybe it, this is what a yeah. podcast is about. Oh yeah, totally. Are there any grievances you, because I, I could tell there was some contentious just between you and the reporter and some of, you know, they felt like, like, well, what, what are you yeah. actually asking me here? You know? Yeah. So just come out yeah. and ask it. So and, yeah, totally feel free to speak to that. Um, and that, one of the things that actually brought, uh, I may pronounce his name wrong, but Tony Kravick. Yeah. Korea, there you go. Kravarik. <laughs> yeah. Kravarik. Yeah. Okay. He had an, he had a comment about the Union Tribune where they reached out to him for a story. And he said, I'm not going to talk to you guys. Which, uh, to me, I, I, I'm like, maybe I might have a little more things aligned with this fellow than I originally thought. Yeah. San Diego News Desk is his whole thing. He's Him and my dad are super close. Yeah. Um, well, he's Croatian. I'm Croatian. Oh, wow. You know, we have we have a couple of good people. Yeah. 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 Um, Nick Saban. Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. My but, friend Dalabar um, Hotko out there. Dalabar, yeah. this is going to you. So. <laughs> but um, what, one of the things, though, is, is that I, what I don't like is sometimes it feels like the media, and I don't want to completely pick sure. on No, of course. Here, but, oh, sure, sure. Um, it seems like sometimes the media is almost covering city events. It, it feels a little bit like a high school food fight. Right. Like this person said this person, and yeah. this agreed with that, yeah. and this one, but I, as opposed to being like, where's the common ground here? Like, yeah. what are we trying to do? You know, one of the That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. It's trying to get through all that crap. I mean, we're so busy slinging mud at one another politically, nothing's actually getting done. And that's you know? what's really disappointing if we break that down to a municipal level. And, you know, when I, when I was running and I was trying to get on, you know, the ballot and there was a few times I'd be in front of Trader Joe's or I'd be in front of different supermarkets. Yeah. And someone would say to me, you know, are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? <laughs> I love the accent. And, yes. <laughs> and the accent could go either way. Oh, yeah. No. But I feel that, like, if whatever answer I got. Oh, like, you're going to be treated differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, which is I used to turn around and I used to say, one, is that city elections are nonpartisan. Or two, which is that you know, DUIs aren't Democrat or Republican. No, um, anybody can be a, an idiot. <laughs> or potholes aren't yeah. Democrat or Republican. No, no everyone um, drives. For the majority of the work that needs to be done in the city's attorney's office, it is apolitical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think is really important. And when these different issues do come up between the different parties, it's like, okay, I understand the big picture. We all do. It's hard to avoid it yeah. right now. But if we break it down to municipal city level, where is our disagreement when it comes to the city? And that's something if you nail some people down to, they almost don't know what to say. No, because I mean, it's not something that we commonly talk about, you know? That's no, I I think that's so interesting. And I mean, I, sorry, did you? No, no, no. So so how do you position yourself then? Uh, Because right now we have a bunch of candidates in the race. Mm -hmm. So how are you positioning yourself? Well, how many candidates are you saying? I mean, there's Corey Briggs and then there's just Mara Elliott, okay. right? There's no one else. Yeah, we're there's just the three. Well, that's three. Yeah, they're okay. a tripod. Well, <laughs> a bunch could be three. A bunch, sure. Just, <laughs> I'll come back on those. That's okay. Three. So, but how do you differentiate yourself? I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I, I am a lawyer. And I'm a lawyer who has experience in all three of the different um, areas of city responsibility. The city attorney responsibility. I've done the work. I can do the work. Um... I would say that I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moderate. I mean, and the reason why I'd say moderate when it comes to city politics is, is that I want what the best interest of the city is. And there is going to be some issues on the far right and the far left, which I don't agree with. Yeah. 
but for the majority of the work that needs to be done, yeah. I'm right there. I'd say, you know, 50% median, 25% on the outside. No, I love that. What does the city... What does the city attorney's office do well, and what the, what do they not do well right now? And 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 with the with the items that aren't do, aren't getting done well, how would you improve them? You um, think? I would say, and uh, <clears throat> there's the city attorney's office within itself, and I think that there's also you know the leadership of the city attorney. I'd say that actually the the advisory department pretty much is pretty good when it comes to the work that's done and the work that comes out. When these big issue things that do come up, for instance, the street lights, I'd say that a lot of that falls a little bit more in the management department. Yeah. That at the top, they need to be able to say, hey, if something like this comes up, make sure that you talk to us. What I saw in the criminal division is actually that there's, there's good lawyers down there when it comes to training new attorneys when they first come in to be able to try low-level low cases. One of the things that I, know, I think that the city attorney's office could definitely improve on is having the litigator mentality. Uh, all right, we'll say two. We'll start there. Okay, the litigator mentality when it comes to civil litigation. And just like we were talking a little bit about your experience in wrestling, you know it sometimes. And there are some people that they, they like a good fight. They want a good fight. This and, guy. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Everywhere, I think, if you look, I'm a general counsel of, uh, of the biotech company. And so I've got my, and I think we're going with this. So I've got my don't mess with me side, which is the litigator side coming out of me. But I've got the other side that that's the mediator mm-hmm. and is the contracts guy and says let's get let's get a deal done in the best way we can. But, yeah, <laughs> but right. yeah, they, I mean that's where you're going on that, right? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and and it's you know, Mike Gary, what we saw publicly was this fight. Oh, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna get out there. You know, and 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 as you said, that's probably maybe one to five percent of the job. But the other job is make sure this all works and make sure we yeah. all get it done and yeah. and. And, 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 you know, building gets done, people get homes and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And the we need more of people in, with that fighter mentality in the civil litigation side. Um, as you may know, too, there's also when it comes to civil litigation, and it may be a little bit of what happens sometimes in public law firms, is it may be a little bit too cushy. Yeah. And then it's like, you know what, we're going to go through the motions and we'll file some pleadings and then we'll settle the case out. You know, all we have yeah. to worry about is a closed session case with counsel and then, you know, we'll throw some money at it and we're done. No, and and what that happens is, is I think that's part of what the vision for the city attorney's office is, is by rebuilding the office. And not for my own political career. I don't have an interest in a political career at all. I like being a lawyer. I think that's the best thing yeah. about you, honestly. No offense. In terms of, uh, you know, why I think people should vote for you and everything yeah. like that is it doesn't seem like you're interested in the name recognition, which I yeah. think is very rare to find somebody running for public office who kind of feels that way. And I know one of the things, and I'd love to talk to you more about this, is what you said in terms of social media, which nobody yeah. really talks about. Take You wouldn't put your name and say, you know, Pete Message, city attorney, yeah. this is about me, here's my, you know, yeah. I'm going to dinner, here's this, you know. It would yeah. be talking about events and things that could be serving the public yeah. and how the office is serving them, not 
like, oh, look at me, look yeah. at how much I'm doing and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So that, yeah. I know that's one of the, the campaign almost platforms that you, you yeah. are running on. And can you speak to why that yeah. matters so much? Well, it, it, to me, it, it basically, that's one of the key differences between being a lawyer and being a city attorney and then a politician. Also, yeah. <laughs> or, and exactly being a politician is because, you know, if the city elects me, they're not electing me to walk dogs. They're not electing yeah. me to kiss you know, babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're electing me to be their attorney. Yeah. And basically if I did uh, social media, what are lawyers really doing? They'd see me reading in a room. Right. They'd see me talking on <laughs> a phone. Client dinners, yeah. Again, it's not going to make really good TV. It doesn't make for good social media. And then plus what the service can offer. Um, Mike floor, who is a city attorney up in LA, he does a video, um, he puts videos up on YouTube, he has a YouTube channel, but it's things that citizens can use to benefit them. Like, I love that. Yeah, how to protect their privacy, how to, to make sure that they're um, protected just in terms of like their own, having their identity stolen. Yeah. Uh, different things like that, which the city attorney's office can do and spread. And then also for the attorneys that do do good work, who are they? Let's give them a shout out on yeah. social media. You know, with their moms, their families, their people. <laughs> their grandmas reading. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, but that's part of it too. Is if we if we protect the attorneys that's in that office, and if we can develop the attorneys as they start and they begin in the criminal division, and we find the litigators, or maybe we find the ones that aren't as comfortable in the courtroom, and then we want to bring them up to work on contracts. Well, then we can start nurturing them and bringing them in and developing them into better and better lawyers so that maybe you don't have to hire outside counsel. I love that. No, you yeah. talked about that, yeah. too. It's almost like the whole company aspect of we promote from within. I mean, yeah. that's what you're doing. You're you're getting in fundamentally and helping them shape who they are and who they're going to yeah. be as a litigator. And because I know you guys, I was I was reading something I think that you said where you were hiring outside attorneys and one of them had a consulting fee of something like fourteen hundred dollars an hour or something. Yeah, twelve hundred. And that's just bonkers, you know. Like you have all these amazing lawyers at your disposal, and we're we're going outside. There's seventy per hour fees right now. For, I, mean, oh. I, mean, I know what's the biggest one you've seen. I've seen fifteen hundred an hour. Yeah. Inside. I'm just counting my my watch, and I'm like, okay, so a minute will cost yeah. me. Oh, holy hell. And the average San Diego makes seven hundred dollars a week, so oh. yeah. which is more than most of the country, you know. Yeah. Um, what's what's your dashboard? What do you mean? So, if you were going to be, you know, evaluating, let's say you're your city attorney. What's that sort of one-page dashboard you're you're looking at every day or every week or every month? You know, as you know, how do how do we determine whether a city attorney is doing a good job? Is it that you don't hear from them because that's good, right? Or or you know, is it based on the amount of money you know attorneys bring in or mm-hmm. amount of money they pay out or or how do you determine that? Be, it, uh, because we got this we measure of success. Yeah, we got this we. How yeah. so how do you determine mm-hmm. whether you're successful? Well, that's a great question, and uh, I'm, I'm smiling a little bit because it does touch on some of the other things, which is basically, we all, you know who Elon Musk is, right? Yeah. You know who his company is, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's his general counsel? We don't know. Right? No idea. Nobody knows. <laughs> who, runs, who runs Amazon? Yeah. No. I mean, Bezos, Bezos, Bezos so we don't know. Who's their general don't. counsel? <laughs> we don't know. Right. Yeah. No and idea. that's part of what it is. A lot of it would have to come from feedback. From the city of San Diego themselves, yeah. and also from the council, and also from the mayor. Like, are they satisfied? How smoothly is things working? Is the city attorney's office able to fil- facilitate solutions as opposed to getting in, in, in the food fight and getting yeah. in the arguments? Yeah. 
Um, that's key. That would be very important. And that's one of the things, too, is, is that, you know, second part of view is I, integrity, which is that I'm not going to make a whole bunch of promises all across the board just to get elected and yeah. then not be able to fulfill those promises. Yeah. We also get feedback. And another one of the great things about having an opportunity to run and talk with different people is that different industries have talked to me, one person specifically from the building industry, another one from the marijuana industry. And the building industry fellow is, is saying, like, look, we're not sure if they're really understanding that if we raise these costs in terms of building, in the benefit of making it affordable housing, if we don't have the housing up to a certain level, then it's not economical for us to build at all. Yeah. So we need to have a little bit of a balance in there. And they actually, they got, um, they got good feedback and good assistance from some of the council members, but not from the city attorney's office. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the same thing basically happened with the marijuana industry, where someone said, like, hey, we have this thing where we have developers or manufacturers up in Orange County. They're coming down in San Diego, and they're being taxed twice. And San oh, Diego wow. is the only county that does that. And the feedback that they got from the city attorney's office was almost like, Sorry. What are we going to do? Yeah. And that's a little bit too of the feedback of the job is that what, you know, what can we do to help come up with different solutions? It's hard to be doctor no. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of times. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of the difficult parts of it. And, 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 you know, one of the things they sort of teach for general counsel school is that, is, is <laughs> not that, a real thing, just in case anyone's trying to apply. <laughs> <laughs> is that you're not in charge. You're not the CEO. Yes, and that's that's what's very interesting yeah. about it. I mean, I mean yeah. that's I'm why Mike. Talk about this too, actually, yeah. specifically. I mean, that's why Mike Aguirre, I think, you know, you know, uh, you know, rustled some feathers, you know, because he was Ruffle. used to ruffle. <laughs> no, no, he rustled. <laughs> that's a term. He rustled the feathers. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a little more old delicate. guys, yeah, old just... guys sayings here. Sorry, you're right. He ruffled the feathers. Yeah. Sorry, no, you can rustle them too. Yeah. But anyway, but but you know that I I, I mean. It, it, like you said, though, it, it, it's that whole thing, you know, yeah. if you stick your neck out too much and if you make it too much of a public office, then maybe you're not really fulfilling yeah. what the job is. One you thing know? that you said that I thought was awesome was you said, and this is something that you, you think of as being a positive, but it kind of, you, you say you don't want an activist yeah. in office because it's going to yeah. lead to a lot of, you had a really good word for it. Uh, an activist in office is pretty much going to, to just basically lead to a lot of opposition and a lot yeah. of arguments and all that kind of stuff. And so while a lot of people think, oh, well, you want someone who's going to be championing their opinion and stuff like that, but you had kind of said the role of the city attorney is to kind of take a back seat and observe yeah. in a sense, rather than just be aggressive with everything. So can you speak to that a little bit? Because I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, that's some of what we did see basically we, you know, with Michael Aguirre is that, you know, it, he came in to clean things up. Yeah. And then it seemed like he went maybe a little bit too far with that. And then again, ended up fighting. And then when you have fighting, you have gridlock. Yeah. So there is That's a way. Was, yeah, gridlock. <laughs> yeah, there is a way to respect. I mean, for instance, like, let's just say, what if there was training to make sure that all the council members are up on everything that they need to know about the Brown Act? And the Brown Act is basically make sure that everything's open. Um, right now, one of the big issues that the city is facing is the CPRA, the California Public Rights Act, and they created a new portal to get information from the city, but then what they found out is, is that there was a flood of information that was coming in, and that's one of the things that led more to lead to SB 615, which went a little bit too far because what that did is that took away attorney's fees. You take away attorney's fees, no one's going to be able to bring the case for Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Smith and Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. So... 
a lot of it can be facilitating the work that's done just by making sure that they're educated and they're aware of what needs to be done. And then also saying like, hey, look, this is a red flag. This is when we're getting too close to that line, either in terms of not being transparent, transparent view. Yeah, I love um, it. Yeah. Um, but without being able to throw them under the bus, mm-hmm. without saying, without having an article in the Union Tribune and saying this council member, this person did this, this person did that. Like, yeah, finger pointing. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Yeah, and that's, I think a lot of that is, is that return to the classic role of attorney in terms mm-hmm. of, of being an advisor and being able to trust. And again, also being known that, you know, that the, they do know the difference between this is going to be a conversation between us, which doesn't violate the Brown Act, and look, this is something which we're going to have to disclose. Let's talk about maybe a couple issues, mm-hmm. and then we can maybe look at, at your, yeah. your view on that, you know, but, but you know, look, you know, homelessness right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I would take it that, that, you know, you have, for example, Los Angeles, oh, I'm sorry, San Francisco, mm-hmm. where you have a, and I'm not sure, is he a DA or a city attorney? Tessa Boudin. Is it DA? I keep saying it like the Baker. It's probably not how you pronounce it. A DA? Um, he's the Santa District yeah, Attorney. But, but, yeah, <laughs> but for, how does your office get, get involved in the homelessness issue? Because I, I know that some of the, the sort of, uh, you know, anti-ordering laws, I guess, are more, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, misdemeanor criminal or civil at yeah, the well, same that's time. That's what but, I was asking about yeah, the quality you? of life. Yeah, my like... My little card there basically is on the other side. I think it's the third or fourth one down. Nice, yeah, homeless reform. And right next to it? Environmental protection and criminal justice. Or, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, criminal justice, homeless, homeless reform. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I have the, both of those next to each other because uh, there's things that we can do. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's things that we can do in terms of uh, the control that we have from prosecuting. Basically, is is that that's something that we, that's, doesn't get a lot of uh, that doesn't get a lot of talk. But basically, is is that if the police arrest people, and then the report comes to the city attorney's office, and they have what's called an issuing department, a criminal, and they basically read the police reports, and then they determine one if uh, if they can prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt, then they're going to file charges, and then immediately after that is what are we going to charge them with? Yeah. And one of the things that actually the Court, the Superior Court has done really well is they revamped a lot of their sentencing guidelines to reduce the fines and have other ways to pay off the fines. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that's something which... which you don't talk, people don't talk about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what and, are some of those ways? I'm just curious. Um, well, there is uh, one of the things that they, they do have a drug court, which basically drug court is a way for them to go through a certain different uh, probation things. Yeah. And, uh, rehab and make sure that they're keeping up on different meetings and then they can actually get the charge taken off. Oh, that's so it's wonderful. If it never occurred. Um, there is a homeless court and those, that's what needs to be expanded. In San Diego, there's a homeless mm-hmm. court. Okay, because there's not one apparently in San Francisco. Yeah. They see some of these issues in traffic courts, which mm-hmm. is just insane. So it almost seems like we're more evolved in San Diego in a sense. Yeah. Now, just to be clear. Yeah, like, for sure. It falls, I believe, in our community court. But okay. it does need to be expanded to make sure that it does include the homeless. Yeah. Because what we used to tend to find is that we throw them we throw a fine at them. They can't pay yeah, it. They How's can't that pay helping? It. You yeah, know, you're they homeless. They're not gonna pay hundred bucks, you know? And if they can't stay in jail, then what they have to do is they'll just plead guilty to anything. I know. And then the police come pick them up and they get arrested again. One of the worst things that are happening right now, which we need to be aware of, is that um, when it comes to encroachment, if they get arrested, the police are confiscating all their materials, like everything that they own. 
So oh, what I'd like cool. to see is maybe get a down or a solution to explore is that when they do get arrested, that they can go to one of the new homeless storage facilities mm-hmm. and put their material in there. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, you know, losing a blanket or losing a sleeping bag isn't a big deal. But no, for them, but to them, I mean, it's more than that pets yeah. too, and that's yeah. a whole yeah. Oh, it's a whole other heartbreaking issue. And you know, it is a balance because at the same time, what if you're a homeowner and then you constantly yeah. have someone who's living there? What if you have kids? The Pacific and you're concerned Beach, for about example. Their, I mean, yeah. Oh. I mean, I did. I um, you know, I spent a lot of time on the boardwalk either skating or biking or you know doing yoga up there on the, on Wall Street. He does yoga on the beach. Yeah. Tanya, we do yoga <laughs> here. Yeah, which is great. We are um, yogis. <laughs> but I found a uh I found a hypodermic needle in the you know in the bathroom that's right there and I took it down to the lifeguard station because I know oftentimes I have sharps boxes to deposit yeah. it safely. But you have to have some empathy for the businesses that are there yeah. and the citizens and that's the point of trying to find a compassionate solution so that we do have humanity. Yeah, but people are also safe. I had a friend who got stabbed by a hypodermic needle that a homeless person was using yeah. outside of a bar in La Jolla. I had yeah. to undergo subsequent testing for the, the next year. I mean, yeah. it, there's there's a balance, and we always talk about this, between empathy and, and smart you know, mm-hmm. laws to keep everybody safe. So I think that balance is very... Mm-hmm. And that's where the Republicans and the Democrats really yeah. need to meet because yeah. it's an everybody issue. What are some other the issues? I know you have yeah. a couple in here, pick but, but why don't one. you pick some? Oh, okay. <laughs> what are bigger than you? I mean, I mean, scooters, for example. Okay. I, I, I mean, yeah, everyone I mean, loves to talk about You're downtown. Stadium, it. It's a person, uh, you know, if anybody really reads the Union Trib, and mm-hmm. I still do, mm-hmm. even though I'm Republican and it gets me. It it's gets, a hate read. It gets okay. me, but... <laughs> but but like like people on motorcycles and people on scooters. Mm-hmm. First of all, don't drink if you're doing either of them. But people on scooters, you it's always not like read. On Beach, though. I mean, you always read people on scooters who have motorcycles. I don't know. Yeah. But 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 you always read about you know three people on a scooter. You know, two o'clock in the morning drinking and they get killed or so they're, they're in some. Heart attack. But, yeah. I, I I mean, what about scooters? Uh, what, I'm what, a what skater. Um, okay. I've got a 44 inch GNS. Longboard. Oh, wow. Fireflex. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I can do what's called skagging, skate with my left foot, skate with my right foot. Oh, wow. Now, what happens is, is let's say if you're, if you're regular on the boardwalk, you know that as you start off, you're going to be slow. Yeah. And then you get faster and faster. And the more you get faster, the more you learn the different obstacles on the boardwalk to avoid them and handle the speed safely. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a scooter. You know, which can yeah. go you know, to 15, s- yeah. 25 miles an hour or whatever it is. Now, I don't know. No, now it's, it yeah. was 40 initially, and then they, yeah. they regulated it down to 30, and then now yeah. it's even lower than God. Yeah. I mean, like, and what, crazy. what you find is, is that they didn't have the experience to be able to handle the speed. No. And you'd see, I saw a lot of accidents. And even on this Mother's Day, one that happened on, um, uh, the name escapes me. But basically, right on on Mission Boulevard on the street that's in between Grand and Garnett. Yeah. And the guy had literally had a gash on his head. And um, again, they'll see yeah. someone in an accident. The old lifeguard comes out. Yeah, of course. Right out. It was right in front of Bennett Breakfast Republic, and people were already there aiding him, giving him assistance. But that's that's the harm when they took yeah. away the helmet law. Oh, that, um, yeah. How stupid. <laughs> and I know that they, I, I know yeah. they had the best intentions in terms of getting more people to use it to reduce the greenhouse gases and make it greener. But I've also saw, and I believe it was in New Zealand or in Australia, where they can rent helmets. 
Yeah. So they have to, basically, it's part of what their credit card is, is that there's a deposit on the helmet, so that you have to have the helmet. And then also with the speed reduction on the boardwalk, too, it makes it better so that people aren't startled with their kids or their elderly. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I think the whole thing, too, is to just be better about ticketing people who are mm -hmm. DUI riding scooters. I mean, yeah. a lot of people see it as an alternative. If they've had too much to drink, you shouldn't be operating anything. Yeah. Just walk home, you know, because yeah. PB, you just see a lot of that. I have yeah. a lot of friends that live in that area that don't make the best decisions. So, yeah, it's... What about vacation rentals, then? Big one, right? Yeah. Vacation rentals. Well, I, I actually, I've got a copy of it right here, but in July 13th, I believe in 2018, the California Coastal Commission sent a letter to the city council, to the city, basically saying, look, we understand that you're having an issue with this, any ordinance that you pass, and it might have been actually when the ordinance was passed before it was rescinded again, needs to follow these guidelines. Yeah. And the California Coastal Commission governs everything in the state of California up to three miles inland. So any sort of regulations that we pass or laws that we pass needs to pass California Coastal Commission. Huh. So they basically said is, is that, look, I understand that you have these nuisance issues. Many people may have you know, nuisance issues that live next door to a party house. Yeah. But we also have to respect the fact that many people, this is their property. They own this property. It's their second income. It's their side hustle. You know? Yeah. Right. And especially as the cost of living in San Diego rises, they yeah. need this. So there needs to be a balance. And the balance can be the difference between if it is a secondary property mm -hmm. or a primary property. Is this a business that you own where you just bought a different bunch of different locations yeah. and now you just run them out of an Airbnb all the time? Or is it, um, you know, again, it's a granny flat that you have in the back and the amount of time that you rent out so that there isn't the situation where, you know, again, you're living next to a party house. All yeah, the time. for three, four months plus. But that's where we can start as they call for, you know, we have the appropriate you know, city council or basically the community organizations coming in and voicing their opinions and seeing where we can find that balance. And it isn't, I don't believe it's possible for us to make them all illegal because it is their private property, yeah. it's their property that they own, and then you'd be running into, you know, imagine different legal challenges. Oh, so many, yeah. Um, and I don't think that the answer is just a free-for-all at the same time. So it does need to be that ugly balance, but that July 13, 2018, California Coastal Commission is a great place for us to start to find that medium that no, I love that. And I know that you've spoken about kind of how it's currently being managed and how Mara is kind of dealing with that, but also not really dealing with it. And it's yeah. kind of just ignoring it, but also knowing you're not working with. Yeah. You know, it just, it's, the mayor, <laughs> it's the mayor and it's like, well, well yeah. But, so yeah. <laughs> how do you differ, though? We we have, I guess, uh, three or three or three or four minutes left. So sure. Why don't you give your best? I, I mean, your elevator how do you differ? Pitch, so to speak, I guess. Your elevator pitch. How do you differ? Yeah. And look, you know, as far as uh, Republicans, we don't have a horse in the race. And so mm -hmm. this is open for there are, there are a lot of people out there. Oh, that we, you can get from Republicans and Democrats <laughs> and independents. And as you know, it's mm -hmm. it's not one party that's probably going to decide this vote. It's going mm -hmm. to be the uh, people of San Diego. So yeah. why don't yeah. you keep, uh, give your yeah. best uh, uh, speech here. Right. Well, my best speech here would be is, is that I am running on being a lawyer. I'm running on integrity in terms of, again, whatever I say now, I'm going to do my best and it's true in two, three, four years. I'm not going to say I'm only running for one term because rebuilding the city attorney's office, I believe, is going to take more than one term. 
Um, I do have the experience. I know what it's like to be a prosecutor in that office, and I know what it's like to be a civil advisory attorney in that office and some of the biggest and most high-profile issues that face the city. Um, and I do have the will to stand up and to fight for the city. What does set me apart is, again, is, is that I like being a lawyer. I don't want to be a politician. This isn't going to be about me. This is going to be about serving the city. My reward would come in eight years if I do a good job, or in four years when I get a checkup from the voters of the city. One of the things, again, also that sets me apart is following the law. Following the law. If there's a vacancy in the law, well, then what I said before, I think I wrote a note on my Facebook page is, is that basically what I'm going to do is, is that write a report, send it to all the council members and the mayor, and have it public. If there needs to be a further discussion on it, we have an open council session where people can talk about it. I'm not going to do a universal move where I propose legislation myself, if it's at the state level or if it's at the city level. And I'm also not going to put that on the city attorney's office because it's not the republic side of the government. It's not the elected representative side in terms of the council and the mayor where that's more of their will. I'm being hired to be the city's lawyer, and I want to be the city's lawyer. I love that. No, I love that. Seriously, and one thing I could I could tell, um, and I, I, I think I'm pretty right here in terms of reading interviews you've done and all that stuff, is that you are very moderate. You do not, you're not trying to push anybody's agenda. Yeah. You know, you're genuinely interested in running to, to benefit San Diegans. And Taking the politics out of government. That's a good thing. We talk That's about actually, that all the time. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we, we literally have talked about that, I swear, many episodes. Getting stuff done. We have enough that needs to be done in California. And, you know, the people of the different parties are just fighting amongst each other. And they're fighting for the yeah. few crumbs that are out there. Yeah. And not really understanding that we're building the we. We're, we're, and, and as I got older, I, I realized, I mean, I, it, you know, one, you have to, as you said, you have to train others. You have to teach others. And then two, you know, we're going to have to pass this on one day. And so, you know, we need a trained electorate and people to take over, people to understand what are the limits of each office? What are the responsibilities and the rights of each office? Which is... Which are very important. Yeah, Randy, you may know too. I mean, sometimes being a lawyer is rewarding enough in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Probably right. Enough for the prestige, let's be real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been second fiddle to so, so many people out there. But, but, but you know, as you said, you know, you know, our dashboard is a different dashboard. It may not be a public dashboard, but when things are going right, that's when you know you're doing a good job. And also, when emergencies happen and and you keep it all together. That's when you know how you do a good job. So, no, so thank look, you so much for coming. I, on. I, I, really I mean, you know, it. a lawyer, politician who who really understands the task and who understands there's yeah. a place for each, and that's yeah. that's great. For sure. Yeah. Well, you have our vote. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I'm not a, a lawyer that has to go the political process. There we go. Well, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. No, it's what we have to do. So, why don't you maybe talk about some, yeah, what's your some website? of your Where can people website, find you? everything else? Yeah, Pete Message for City Attorney on Facebook, and then also Pete Message for City Attorney.com. I also have a Twitter 
uh, which I am fumbling with. It's okay. We added you, so yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I'd be more than interested to talk to anybody, any political organization. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's 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 the extension of representing the whole city. No, definitely. I think you do do great talking to the San Diego GOP as well. I think they welcome you with open arms. Um, But yeah. Be worth the conversation. No, yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, yeah. and best of luck in the upcoming yeah. election. Great. Thank All you. All right. Thank you.